But I think where we get lost is that they're the hype of, you know, of changing those things, but then the real reality sinks in. Um, and if we try to do too much too fast, you're not going to be successful. So uh, I think the biggest thing that I have learned, honestly, over personal or years of personal experience and then years working with clients is you cannot throw a huge change at somebody and expect them to do all of it at once and have success. That's just not going to happen unless you are that one, you know, percent of people that have just that personality to be like, yep, all done, you know, one and done. And they're, they have, you know, that, that Decisions crazy, made drill, right. drill sergeant mentality. Right. Yeah. Right. That's not most of us. All right, everyone. The Dr. Alex show is brought to you by shed light, cold lasers. And Shed Light Cold Lasers has been a game changer for us at HML professionally and personally at home. Personally, on a, on a personal note, I had a very bad bout of vertigo and I got probably 85% there by going to a few different functional neurologists over the years to help me out with it. Then I bought this and this is a game changer because one, it's portable. That means I can take it to the office, use it on patients all day, make sure it stays charged, come on home, and then throw it in my pocket and use that home. And this is what cleared up my vertigo. Now, professionally, the way it's, game, it's uh, been the game changer for us in the office is that it has cut our results down by 50%. This can get used on just about anything. Any disease disorder that you can think of, it can pretty much get used on. Now, as far as how it has helped us out, it's cut everything down by 50% on our times. So when we're working with our kids with special needs, uh, when we're working with our chronic neurological disorders, autoimmune diseases, to get those people into a good point that they're happy and that we're happy, times have been cut by 50%. You will definitely want to go check out shedlightcoldlasers.com or email Griswold at shedlightinformation at gmail.com, 518 518- Three three eight six six five eight. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Alex Show. And today's going to be a little different because we have another in-studio guest. So this is Amy Roberts. And Amy was a past patient of mine. I had the blessing of taking care of not only her, but her two beautiful daughters and her husband. And no longer take care of Amy because we were blessed to be able to open our own office a couple years ago, and uh, they live on the other side of town. The reason I got Amy on is just what we were talking before about why we launched the podcast. We launched this podcast to bring information about health and wellness and our specialty, kids with needs and people with neurological disorders, to the mainstream so that everyone had a better understanding of it. And this is huge uh, today with Amy because she has a local company where she makes all natural uh, deodorants and lip balms and maybe some other things. She'll fill you in on that. Um, As well as her background is in uh, uh, diet and nutrition, I believe degree. Holistic nutrition. Holistic nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to make this show maybe a two-parter or an extra long one where we're going to break down uh, first going into what is in the things that you put on your body and how that could be good or bad. And then let's talk about what's going in your body and what better to talk about than a person who makes their own products and has a background (laughs) in nutrition. 
So take it away, Amy. Uh, tell us, tell us about yourself just so they know. Sure. Sure. So, um, I studied, uh, holistic nutrition back in 2008. Um, but it's been a lifelong journey for me, actually. Uh, my mom got sick in, uh, gosh, I don't remember the year, but I was in eighth grade, um, about 13 years old and was bedridden for several months and couldn't get out of bed. She had a bad reaction to some medicine that they gave her. Yeah. That they gave her for, um, food poisoning of all things. And so she had this inflammatory response all over her body um, and couldn't get out of bed until one of her friends from Bible study dropped off some tapes about changing her diet. She changed her diet and literally the next day walked down the stairs. So that was super profound in my life. Um, And so she took all meat products out of her diet. And so we kind of started playing around with diet and, you know, learning about nutrition and, and things. You know, we are a meat and potatoes kind of family. And so taking that out, I went the wrong direction and we did a lot of like fake soy stuff, which do not do that. That's bad. Um, but we, we really like, I mean, we kind of were our own lab rats in some ways and we just experimented with food. And so my love for food and all things, you know, going in the body um, started then. And then, you know, I also had this love affair with cosmetics and, you know, things that make girls pretty and, you know, all those things. Um, mm-hmm. And so just kind of combining the two, I always thought maybe I wanted to manage a spa or own a spa someday, but I just, I, I did that in post-college. I managed a spa for a year and realized, no, that's not really the direction I wanted to go. Then I thought maybe I wanted to be a doctor and realized, man, that's not the direction I wanted to go either. And so settled on um, holistic nutrition and loved it. And then when my kids were born, took a break and decided I had to just do something with my hands. I was too creative. I wanted to, you know, um, to create something. And it started honestly with a need to find a deodorant that worked, uh, because I apparently have man sweat and I stunk (laughs) and like, I, I am a constant sweater, um, like under the pits. Uh, and so I, I couldn't find anything. And so back, you know, this was in 2009, um, that I started looking for something and there wasn't like a big saturation in the market of, you know, healthier things. And so, uh, I tried Tom's, uh, and, Probably shouldn't name that, but I did. Um, It's fine. So I I tried that and it did not work. And I literally smelled worse than if I wore nothing. And honestly, Tom's didn't work for me. Yes. And so I was like, okay, there has to be something better. So I kept researching, researching, researching. And there was literally just nothing on the market that I could find, you know, in in any natural food store or online. And so I said, okay, I can figure this out. Like, let's start tinkering. And so I did. And I've been tinkering since. um, And and I finally figured or found something that I believe works for everybody um so yeah that's kind of where it started from that is awesome (laughs) because i same thing big sweater Mm -hmm. and i'm sure patients don't complain but if it's 100 degrees outside at the end of the day i'm i'm stinking Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. with your deodorant that does not happen as much Mm -hmm. because i use it and i've Mm -hmm. been using it since i my first order yep whatever 2018 i don't know yep but um kind of like backtracking we're sitting here talking about sweating Mm -hmm. let's maybe go over why would one want to sweat as opposed to keeping it in right right well that's just your skin is your largest organ and that's how we get rid of a lot of toxins you know so we need to sweat we don't need the aluminum blocking our you know our armpits so we need to be able to excrete those toxins and that's that's something you know yeah it might not be in some people's minds, like ladylike or, um, you know, sorry, I thought I needed to get closer. Um, Uh, (laughs) it might be, (laughs) Nick's just taking a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) it might not be, you know, like ladylike or, or what girls, 
you know, we're all, we're, we always smell like sunshine and roses. I mean, so mm -hmm. I think that that's sort of the perception, yeah. but you need to sweat. That's part of your body's natural reaction. So yeah. when you, if you don't, you're actually leaving that stuff in there and that's not good either. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. okay. and I actually have a whole blog post about that and why you need to sweat on, on my website. On your mm -hmm. website. So mm -hmm. speaking of website is Lavender Leaf. Lavenderleaf.com. Yep. And company name is Lavender and Leaf. Yep. So mm -hmm. didn't want to go over that. And if I, on my recent order, I saw deodorant yep. and I saw lip balms. Yep. Yep. And we have soap now. So we have lip balm soap. Um, yes. I, I should have brought you some. I was thinking that I should have brought you a whole thing. Well, and I have like six sticks at home. I should have brought them here. Like, look, <laughs> yes. people. Um, so I have that. And then I actually started making um, some skincare stuff. So I started, oh. uh, yes, I did. Uh, I do facial oil and I do toner. And then I started making one of my friends came to me and said, well, I really want your, I, I want sunscreen in the facial oil. And so I, I thought, okay, well, I could do that. And then she said, well, it'd be really nice if that like provided some coverage too. So I thought, oh, I could totally do that. So I made um, my facial oil and then I put in uh, some zinc and then mm -hmm. I like non-nano, you know, zinc. And then um, I also put in some iron oxides for color. So it gives like a really light foundation. So you have like three products in one. So it's just fun. Like people come to me with things and they say, well, I want this. I'm like, oh, that it's just, that's the exciting part. Like I can figure that out. I can fix that for you. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's our newest product. And then we have some other lip balms um, that I created for the kiddos, like a root beer lip balm. And I refuse to use, you know, nasty artificial fragrances or anything like that. And so this is all, um, this is actually a natural, um, uh, what is it called? A uh, flavor oil, but it actually smells like root beer too. Um, and so I put that in and cool. it's, yeah, that's, it's actually become my favorite because root beer candy was my favorite growing up. So that one is my favorite, but yeah, so we're just kind of, we keep adding as we see, you know, the need. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, can can people only get it on the website right now? Um, on the website, and then I do sell lip balm at like in our downtown and downtown Parkville at the farmhouse. Um, cool. And then, yeah, I've I've I do local order pickup there too, so that's nice. So if some people don't want to pay for shipping because I understand if you're getting like a, you know, eight dollar deodorant, you want you don't want to pay four dollars to get it yeah. shipped. So you can do local pickup at the farmhouse. That's cool. So, yep. Um, so then uh, something that comes up at least it's mentioned a couple times with patients is whether it's food or oral hygiene or even just hygiene. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the products look weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> yes. And I would say that's because when you go and you get your, whatever the deodorants are out there, your mm -hmm. old spice, your speed sticks, um, all the conventional stuff, mm -hmm. they pay a lot of people to make it, make sure it looks good. Yep. It and goes they, on well. Mm -hmm. And it goes on well, mm -hmm. and they make sure they have uh, focus groups mm -hmm. with people with feedback. Uh, so I would say with, with these deodorants, one thing uh, that I learned is any of these products, when mm -hmm. I started getting into all this maybe 10 years ago, is it's just it doesn't look cool. Right. And it may not go on as well. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Or the textures if it's a food. Yep. Um, but one thing that I definitely learned with your, de your deodorants is the first couple of days I just went on there and was like, rink, 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 rink. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm, there isn't really a change. Mm -hmm. Read the instructions. Yeah, says, exactly. Slowly apply. <laughs> yes. So then I literally yes. like slow it down. Yep. Couple and swipes. Can, yep. And life is just yes. fine. Yes. Yep. 
Um, there is a learning curve. And that is the one thing I think that turns people off from natural products. But the learning curve is very small compared to the benefit you're going to get in a health, you know, from the health perspective. So yep. yeah, I would say that. And, and with our lip balms too, because there are no stabilizers, there's no, you know, anything in there to keep it like the same consistency. Um, if you go from a hot environment to a cold environment, you're going to have, it's going to like the shea butter in there is going to sort of melt and then freeze back up. And it might even crystallize, like not, mm -hmm. not true crystals, but you know, it might feel different going on. So if you just put it in your pocket, a warm place for an hour, that will re sort of meld it together. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. It's like learning these tips and tricks on the natural side. But yes, there is a learning curve with some of those things. And for some people that are so used to, you know, the chemical products on the market, that is off-putting. But I think it's something that it's very easy to get through. You just have to kind of slow it down, like you said, yeah. experiment with it. Because, again, everyone's different. Um, and and just, you know, figure out works what works best. And honestly, I'm, I'm the type of person, too, if you ever have questions, I write on even all of my, like, things that go out, my orders. Please reach out. Like, please. I mean, we are the type of people the people that have these natural companies that want you to give them feedback, want to talk to you, want to give you advice. You know, it, we're not the, the big conglomerations like, well, here, just, you know, take what I give you. So, right. yep. So then probably the big question on everyone's mind is, and answer it however you want. Yeah. Why would someone want to go from, let's say, a conventional base um, hygiene product of any kind, mm -hmm. hair care, makeup, anything mm -hmm. to all natural. Yep. Well, I think finally we're at a place where we're learning and the and the consumers are learning the ill effects of some of the chemicals put in those products. So, you know, a lot of those products like antibacterial soap had triclosane in it. They were supposed to remove it. I actually haven't re, you know, I haven't looked at the research to see if they actually did remove it. Um, but they have phthalates and um, and parabens and fragrances and all these things that are actually, they're finding are endocrine disruptors. They're affecting hormones. They're affecting, you know, um, just overall bodily function. Um, and then also things that are contributing to cancer that, that not everyone likes to talk about, but aluminum and deodorant and, you know, things like that. So that it's not mm -hmm. like this is a small, you know, ah, you're, you know, not not a small issue. This is a issue where you get enough of these chemicals in your body and you are not you're not secreting them, you're not detoxing them and it adds up and it affects your health overall over time. Yeah. So So then from like a technical standpoint for all the nerds and dorks listening, mm -hmm. what happens is is whatever you have on your body, mm -hmm. um it, if it's the deodorant for instance, it's mm -hmm. going to get in yep. to your body. Yep. And let's say it's a let's say it is a, a phthalate or a sodium lauryl sulfate. Mm -hmm. um, what'll happen is is it's eventually going to get to the liver. Yep. And the liver has 500 functions, if not more, and it will break things down. Mm -hmm. But if you already have some health issues or maybe some detoxifying issues, it may not get broken down, and then that molecule, like you said, can according to your immune system mm -hmm. or your body look like a hormone right. and it can act like a hormone mm -hmm. or it can disrupt how hormones work mm -hmm. and it, it'll contribute to male and female hormone problems. It can contribute to weight gain and, and yeah, inflammatory stored issues in fat. Yeah. stored yep. in fat. Cause mm -hmm. if the body doesn't know what to do with it, it's just going to store it yep. mm -hmm. and it's going to store it where th things are the most sticky, which mm -hmm. is fat mm -hmm. and the brain mm -hmm. and the brain's pretty much fat. Mm -hmm. uh, and you talk about aluminum in the neuro world, aluminum is big. Mercury's big. We yep. don't want any of that up there. Right. Um, 
because it will stick to the brain. And we're finding out, seems like every six months, there's great articles talking about, hey, aluminum is a risk factor for dementia and Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So could it be that if we have this coming into our body, is that a way that it is being contributed to? Right, right. Well, and also they're finding there's studies, and I think I have this on my website. I'll have to find it and and link to it later. Um, But they're finding studies that women with breast cancer have used aluminum deodorant, you know, and, and the link, I mean, they're not that far from each other, like, you know, tissue wise. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, you're, you're just giving yourself an unneeded higher risk for problem down the line. So, I mean, why would you do that? I guess is my, is my question. So I'd rather not take that risk and, you know, take a risk in doing something more fun outdoorsy and, you know, I don't know, like taking a, taking a physical risk rather than a, a health risk. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause like you said earlier, if you're not sweating and sweating is a form of detoxification Mm -hmm. and it, sweating does other things. It keeps our temperature regulated. Mm -hmm. Um, and few other things. And if that's not occurring and all of those, call them toxics and toxins and materials are just in your system, Mm -hmm. then they're going to be contributing to your health state Mm -hmm. one way or another. Yep. Uh, The question is, is how much, Right. Right. you know, how, how big of a, what I call linchpin does Mm -hmm. it contribute? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. And everyone's different. That's the problem. So that's the thing is they, they want you to assume that, that Everyone's going to respond the same way to to these chemicals or to even a drug or to a food or whatever, but everybody is different. Everybody's load, you know, the tipping point of their toxic load is different. And so my toxic load tipping point could be far, you know, less threshold than yours could be. Or you, know, you, you see people that eat McDonald's every day of their life and they're fine, which, and then you see people, you know, I've struggled with autoimmune stuff and health issues and I eat really well. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's... There is a difference between every single body, physical body, you know, and what they can handle. And so the amount of toxins that we um, that we are forced to, you know, come in contact with throughout the day is just astronomical from, you know, the pesticides that we put on our food and our plants and um, to what we put in our water, the fluoride, the chlorine, um, you know, to what we breathe in the air and then to what we put on our body and in our body. So why add to that growing right. load? Right. Um, there's, there's a concept called, uh, it's called allostatic load. It's mm-hmm. a fancy way of saying all of the stressors on your body add up mm-hmm. and you're going to have a breaking point. Yep. And that breaking point can be, you name it. Yep. And there's a lot of details under that, um, but that's the 30,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. So the take home is... Yeah. A simple way to decrease that, like you said, toxin load mm-hmm. or allostatic load is to try going natural with yep. hygiene products. Yep. Yep. Um, so then before we lit this up, you had talked about the regulation mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Slash angering. Yes. Not sure what to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, go into that. Cause that's, yeah, that, yeah. I don't think people know that. No. And it, I, I flat out forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, most people don't realize that, 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 Cosmetic products are really not regulated other than your labeling um, and unless something is uh, proprietary. Um, but yeah, so the FDA, what they're concerned with is you label your product correctly in the correct font um, and label ingredients from greatest to least. So when you're reading a product, the first ingredient you read is going to be the in in the biggest volume within the product. So, um, but other than that, there, there are 
75,000, um, 65 in 2016, and then I read an article that said 75,000 chemicals imported into the U.S. every year. And of that, you know, we're putting 13,000 13, of them go into cosmetic products. And women put about uh, 12 daily products or 12 products on a day, roughly. And this is this is about a five-year-old study, so I'm sure it's probably increased by then. Um, and you're exposed to 168 unique chemicals through those 12 different products. So, um, and those are not regulated. <laughs> so, golly, and, and that's the scary part is that you you can read on a product, um, you know, on the front of the product that it's natural, it's non-toxic, um, it's you know not tested on animals, which is all great. But that doesn't mean a thing uh, because there's no regulation. There's no one watching you. There's no oversight. And in fact, a lot of the times the FDA relies on the company itself to bring its own oversight. So it's what, you know, you're right. going to regulate yourself. And, and no, um, obviously people that have, you know, good morals and ethics want to do the right thing and regulate themselves. But these huge companies that are making millions, what, what you know, pushes them to regulate themselves in terms of these chemicals? So, um yeah, that's that's the scary thing when you look at it. And I was just talking with you about um, we just received as a gift some lip balm that said for our children, you know, our two girls um, that said non-toxic, um, you know, all natural. And that's another term that's just bogus. Um, and you turn it over and you read the ingredient. It's filled with colors and artificial fragrances and and, and all sorts of just junk. Um, propylene glycol, which is in... Um, antifreeze. Antifreeze. I mean, yeah, all, all the things that you... If people really understood what these chemicals were, they'd freak out. Yep. Um, and so they cleverly, you know, uh, try to try to hide and, and use marketing and stuff uh, to, to overcome these things. But it's what they are. It's, it's, they're cleverly marketed chemicals that can harm you. Um, and so, yeah, there's no regulation there. And then, sorry. And then the word, um, all natural is not regulated either. So what does that mean as far as the technicals to uh -huh. the FDA? Uh-huh. Um, in fact, actually I have, I think I have it on my, on, on my infographic, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, it's again, it's, it's like a marketing term. There's no regulation on all natural versus organic. When you are USDA certified organic, there is a, a government, you know, regulatory body looking out for what you're putting in your stuff. Yes. So yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, USDA organic is definitely a good, awesome starting point. Right. But mm -hmm. even that, even that, can have issues. Uh -huh. So it, this is where people are going to get slightly frustrated because they're yes. going to be like, I eat organic. And I'm about to tell you that, for instance, if you have an organic supplement and let's say it has whatever, um, let's call it bromelain in it. Yeah. Bromelain comes from pineapples. Right. Your pineapple only has to be, quote, 95% uh -huh. organic right. um, to be classified as organic. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and you can call it 100% organic. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that manufacturers had did that or done that to make the manufacturing process a little easier sure. just so they can get product out. Sure. So I I don't know. I don't know if you fault them or not. But um, as far as that goes, there's always these little loopholes. Mm -hmm. So USDA organic mm -hmm. is the really good starting point. Right, right. Um, yep. What about third-party testers mm -hmm. and... Uh, like third-party um, organic, um, I guess. Like regulators or? Uh, not regulators, but people that test it and, and actually say like, yes, this is organic. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anyone that you like? Um, honestly, I haven't looked into that 
in, in great detail. So I don't have like a company or a, or a regulator that, that I, you know, follow. Or, or an association. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause there's a couple of them out there that are on mainly foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but same thing. I actually don't know their standards. Right. So that actually be something good for. And another, there's so many. Another episode. Now. There's yeah. so many that, you know, how do we know how, how they sort of, you know, see things versus another regulator and what's what will s- slide by them versus won't slide by because i mean there are obvious standards that have to be met but i don't know with with every big corporation and big entity i feel like there is the um chance of you know money buying out yeah uh, honesty and integrity. hundred percent. Uh, hundred percent. Like a really good example of how that happens is Amazon bought whole foods. Mm-hmm. Has whole foods changed since then? Mm-hmm. I, as far as their foods and what they brought in, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't stepped foot in the store. Right. I just hop on the website and order right. what I know right. uh, is I'm okay with eating in my family. Right. Um, but other manufacturers can do the same thing. So mm-hmm. they could, uh, it's not to sound conspiratorial or anything, but right. it happens right. where you could have a manufacturer of a product, mm-hmm. food or hygiene or otherwise, and then they will, um, go up against the regulating agencies. Like it'll say, um, like maybe they didn't pass USDA organic. Mm-hmm. Well, they might form a different association right. that is the third party organic testers and it and unless you do the research and look at um, Secretary of State websites right. for LLCs mm-hmm. or 504 classifications, you can't track down where these guys come from. Right. So it takes a lot of like really good investigation and journalism. Mm-hmm. So that can happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that happens in the world of uh, agriculture, food, and then uh, hygiene products. Right. I know it definitely happens in pharmaceuticals. Yes. Well, I, it happens with. I think food too. I mean, you have to also understand there's a big, there's these big companies, several big companies that own a lot of these smaller companies. So like Cascadian Farms, I think was owned, if I remember right, by Kellogg's. Um, But all these, you know, there's these big corporations that they're making, you know, organic and non-organic. And what's, what is the draw? You know, what, why, why both? Um, Obviously there's a market share for both and maybe that's why. Yeah. But Unfortunately, you find a lot of the regulators, you know, the the regulatory bodies being um, bought out by the people they're supposed to be regulating. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a routine thing where uh-huh. um, and it's not, again, to sound conspiratorial and right. all that fun stuff, but it happens right. where you have people in business will go to regulating boards, anything from FDA to CDC right. to whatever it is. Um even Consumer Product Safety Guidelines Association mm-hmm. uh, or Office, which is a, another federal thing. Um, and then they'll bounce back. Mm-hmm. So they might go and they might get a job done to get maybe that 5% taken away. So you can say your 95% organic right. pineapple is 100%. Right. And then they go back to their job. Right. That happens in all aspects of government. Mm-hmm. Um, to say it doesn't. Right, maybe a little naive. Right, um, right. And, and that's because those companies, like you said, they're they're making millions, billions, mm-hmm. and they want to get their continue. Right, they want to continue that growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all that pushed aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as as far as uh, lavender and leaf, what is the? Because I kind of want to go into some other stuff, but yeah. is there anything? 
when it comes to the manufacturing process mm -hmm. that is unique with lavender and leaf or anything unique with the products that you use mm -hmm. outside of other, let's say, again, Tom's right. or other products. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, well, I am kind of type A OCD about how I manufacture. Um, so I manufacture them. They are handmade by me. Um, yes, everything mm. is handmade, hand labeled, hand everything. Um, yes. So I do that while I homeschool my two children. Um, but call me crazy. So I am a big stickler. I mean, I've read... I read everything I can read, but I am, I've always been, if I'm going to give you something, it's going to always be my best. Always. Like you don't ever get my second best, even if I'm making you cookies or making you whatever. Like I, I put my heart and soul into that. And so that's just my personality. Um, so when it comes to making my products, like I am a fanatic about, I have a dedicated space. I have an actual, um, wine storage area that's self-cooled that I keep all my oils in. It's dark. I mean, I'm meticulous about those kinds of things. And then when I go to make my stuff, I actually spray everything with an, uh, organic alcohol and distilled water, a combination that makes about 70% alcohol. Because if you use like a hundred proof, um, uh, you, you'll, you'll basically uh, dry it up, dry it up, but you won't kill it. Yeah. So, huh. so that's why they say 70% isopropyl alcohol, you know, works, but I wouldn't use isopropyl alcohol because it's all, uh, from the oil, you know, p petroleum like mm -hmm. industry. And so I go, well, I'm not gonna use that. So I did a lot of research into, uh, into this. And so I make my own USDA organic, you know, cane sugar alcohol. Cause I wanted to make sure it wasn't corn or anything else as well in case of allergies. Um, and I dilute that with distilled water and I spray that on all of my, you know, like utensils I use. I, I spray it on everything um, and I'm like meticulous about how I make this stuff. So it's not just like you're getting a better product because of what's in it. Like the process is different and the process I think is better because again, yes, I am meticulous about everything. I won't even let my children come down the stairs. I mean, I'm like, well, yeah. everything is, yes. I'm like, you stay, this is mommy's work time and yeah. So holy cow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. I did not know that. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is unworldly impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Blown away. Uh, so then what, what's new on the horizon? Anything you're working on in particular? Um, that I you just mentioned earlier. I just came out with those, you know, the, the three in one. Um, so the, it's a, oh, I think we were talking off off air about that but um so. it's a daily oil that has for for women that has um sunscreen or sun protection because in order to say sunscreen or a certain spf you have to have it lab tested and proven and it's a little too costly for my small company right now so sun protection um but i've equated it to it's a it's roughly you know a 25 30 spf um ish and so um, you, it's, it's got the zinc for the sun protection and it also has some iron oxides in it for color. So you can actually use it as a light foundation too. So that's the newest one. Um, and then a root beer lip balm for the kiddos, which they all love. Um, but nothing yet on the horizon. Like we're kind of in this like space, we just created a bunch of stuff. So we now probably need to do some, um, pictures and, you know, update the website and, and stuff like do that. more. Yeah. Housekeeping things. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. Um, so then unless there's really anything else you want to talk about when it comes to natural hygiene products, mm -hmm. what else do you got to say to people if they yeah. want to make the switch? Well, there's a lot of good websites um, and or a few good apps too. Or even apps, um, yeah. So yeah, the Environmental Working Group is, an, is a great one, the EWG. Um, okay. They actually have a whole database called Skin Deep um, and it houses 
you know, tens of thousands of products and they score them based on what ingredients they use and their toxicity, whether it's environmental toxicity or personal toxicity. Um, but they have an app called Healthy Living um, and and you can actually search for a product. Oh, so now, sorry, they have 130,000 ra- ratings on personal care, cleaning, and food products. So it's an awesome um, app to just go if you're looking at like let's say you're looking at a conventional deodorant like Dove versus you know something like mine. I went out and looked today actually, and Dove has a sensitive skin zero aluminum you know product, but it's full of a lot of junk still. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they market it as you know this is safe and sensitive skin, and you know it's it doesn't have the aluminum, so you know they're trying to take a step in that direction, which I appreciate, but it's still full of junk. So I think going and looking on here is a really good starting off point as to okay, what products out there you know are are good, and the in yeah. the environmental working group scores, um, they actually have their own certification, and I haven't yet you know tried to get a certification. Um, I I might you know in the future, but. I just know I know my ingredients and I know they're they're fantastic. Um, but they offer certifications for certain products. So when I'm looking for something new, like if I'm looking for a new laundry detergent or something, that's where I start. Um, and I have a couple recommendations, but that's a good one. Um, and then my other apps. Let's see. Um, there's another one, and I think this one. Yeah, there's uh, something called e-additives. That's more for food, but it's phenomenal for looking up additives and, and saying, well, what, what really is this? Yep. Uh, and then also there's one called Food Scores, Dirty Dozen, mm, um, yep. non-GMO projects. You can know which ones are non-GMO um, certified. I mean, there's there are a ton. Um, but that's at least a good place to get you started, the Environmental Working Group. And then um, there was one more I think I had that I recommended. Hang on one second. Yeah, that infographic is amazing. Which I think, is that on your website? Did you say? You know, um, it's on my website in like a video form, but I'm gonna gonna send this to you so we can link it. And then um, I'll put it in a new blog post. But there was one other site that now is evading me um, that you can look up besides the environmental working group. And I'll find that. And so I can post it uh, for you guys. Sure. But yeah, there there are some sites that can give you a good starting off point. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about since people do have a ton of sensitivities mm-hmm. and something that we're seeing more and more of, and it really, at least I started seeing a lot of it af- with working with you. Mm-hmm. And then after starting working with you, there were so many other people that came in mm-hmm. with what is a techni- technically called a loss of self-tolerance, mm-hmm. meaning they're practically allergic to the air they breathe. Yep. yep. Um, unfortunately, these are people and patients that they're eating their their chicken mm-hmm. and you wave a piece of bread over it right. and they'll practically yep. break out. Yep. Um, so with, with all of that going on, which is going on for various reasons, mm-hmm. um, do you have people that respond negatively to your deodorants? There are some for deodorant, yes, that um, baking soda can sometimes irritate their their skin since it is a higher pH. um, And that's what one of the main ingredients other than coconut oil is really used to, you know, fight the smell that comes from the bacteria. Um, But it's, and dare I say this, um, it's normally in people that I think carry a higher toxic load anyway. Sure. Um, So I think that that's a reaction 
from maybe their toxic load versus the actual deodorant itself. Yes. Now there can be things you there. There are things you can do. Um, you can do like bentonite clay detoxes under the armpits. So if you put some bentonite clay with um, some, um, uh, oh my gosh, what vinegar? What is it called? The apple cider vinegar. Oh, um, yep. Yes, apple cider vinegar. And you make a little paste and you do an armpit detox or honestly even just like abstaining from deodorant for a week and just letting it kind of sweat it out and come out um, has has helped. And there are times too, like for me um, and for women, I think that go through hormonal fluctuations, there are... Lots of things hormones do to your, you know, scent under your armpits. And so I think there are times too where I've actually had to take like a week of break, you know, because even my dear, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't working like it used to. And so just taking a little bit of a break and giving my body that time to sort of just like be off of everything was yep. enough. And then I put it back on. It was fine. So I think that sort of knowing that too and and experimenting with that and knowing that you know again all of our bodies are so different and react so differently um and just maybe you know giving yourself time to experiment with that and giving yourself grace especially with a natural product yeah so uh and that kind of brings up a couple of things is when i first really was making the switch to all of this mm-hmm. which was like the process for me was going through chiropractic school and then mm-hmm. uh getting and then getting initially into practice. Something I found when I was switching over to deodorants was the wife was complaining. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And one thing that helped without even like diving into switching deodorants was uh, switching um, how, or changing how we did our laundry. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it took a little bit to get um, our laundry to a uh, brand that we like mm-hmm. and I am blanking on the name, but it's local and I think you know them. Oh. Uh, it's sold in the local Hy-Vee stores. God, is what it, is, um, what is it called? Zum? Is Zum, it, is yes. Is it Zum? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. know the yeah. owner, correct? Mm-hmm. So, uh, shout out to Zum. Okay. We like awesome. Zum. Um, I mean, you don't, since you know them, I don't know if you need, you don't need to comment or anything, but we like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one thing with, uh, with, with bacteria is you can wash your clothes. Mm-hmm. Some people wash them cold or warm, mm-hmm. but bacteria doesn't die right. or viruses don't die in warm or cold. Mm-hmm. So one thing that helps is hot mm-hmm. and simply adding vinegar yep. to the, to the, um, uh, detergent mm-hmm. and in that vinegar, you can just, just regular vinegar. A softener. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. If you use vinegar, even a softener, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great way to um, not have to use uh, any sort of dryer sheets that right. could be irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, but the vinegar will kill everything. Yep. Because what what will happen is is you'll have bacteria on your skin. Because mm-hmm. hate to tell everyone, <laughs> we have bacteria and viruses mm-hmm. and fungi in us and on us. Mm-hmm. They're all around us, and they're so important for us. They're not bad guys. Yeah, they're yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Every once in a while, it can become opportunistic, like mm-hmm. a like fungus. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing is that same bacteria will be on your shirt, mm-hmm. and then it's going to rub around on your skin. It's going to get some oxygen, and next thing you know, it's metabolizing. Yep. So, or those little guys are metabolizing, and that's where the smell can come from. Yep. And something that helped tremendously was getting all that switched over, turning the water up. Yep. I don't know if it's harder on the clothes or not, but I was just like. It's worth it. Yeah. I just decided 
Yep. They're only clothes. Yep. And that's that's what we found. I mean, we we went through a bunch of different detergents too. Just my daughter has very, very sensitive skin and I have very sensitive skin. And so we went through a bunch of, you know, detergents and natural detergents. We tried soap nuts and we tried all sorts of things and just straight up like soap ground down and vinegar. And what we finally found one that we love, it's called Aspen Clean and it's from Canada. Um, mm. And it's coconut based um, and enzyme based, but it's, it is awesome. And it makes all the difference because there were times too, I think that it was the washing of the clothes that was the biggest thing more than the deodorant. Yeah. Um, and it was, it wasn't that the deodorant was working, wasn't working. It was that the, the bacteria was staying on the clothes, wasn't getting clean. And then you're putting them back on and you're like, what the heck, you know? Yep. And, and so, yeah, that contributes tremendously too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is you're going to smell or you're going to have issues when you eat crummy food, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, which we'll go into in a little bit. But mm-hmm. if, but the ways to clean up your diet, which we'll go into, are there's easy ways to clean things up, mm-hmm. and it will definitely make a difference. Absolutely. Um, it, I, unless unless you are using antiperspirant, and then you're just not going to sweat, and you're not going to know. Right. But if right. you go deodorant list for a few days, and then you keep that up and switch mm-hmm. foods, it'll mm-hmm. make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, I know when I go out of town and wh- what I have done, a personal decision, by the way, is y- like you're not listening to a guy or watching a guy that will go out of town, go on a va- vacation, go out of his way to only eat mm-hmm. like just most impeccable, fresh, organic right. uh, farm to kitchen foods. Right. Um, for instance, uh, we're going to do a couple's trip. Mm-hmm. Um beginning of February here. So this is 2022. Um, that's when I'm spoiling myself. Right. you got to live life. There is a balance. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I do know that when I come back, mm-hmm. it's a big difference. Yep. And, and not only not only that, but also just how my how I feel, how my body behaves. Absolutely. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So speaking of food, mm-hmm. let's go into that. Because yeah. that's your other background. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's been a passion of mine since I was very little. So mm-hmm. where do you want to start there? Where I don't know. Where do you want to start? It doesn't it doesn't matter to me? Well, the we main talk about all sorts of things. The main thing with this show is we like to make it applicable. Okay. So simple, simple things that can be done. Why you want it to be done? Okay. And then um, things that also are very long lasting. Okay. Uh, lifestyle changes that aren't going to. Yep burn off. Yep. I have a good idea on where we can start. Go for um, it. I think since it is New Year's, you know, around New Year's, people are, are creating lots of New Year's resolutions to lose weight, to eat healthy, to whatever it is, you know, drink more water. And those are all fine and good and fantastic. And especially if you're focusing on those. But I think where we get lost is that they're the hype of, you know, of changing those things, but then the real reality sinks in. Um, and if we try to do too much too fast, you're not going to be successful. So uh, I think the biggest thing that I have learned, honestly, over personal or years of personal experience and then years working with clients is you cannot throw a huge change at somebody and expect them to do all of it at once and have success. That's just not going to happen unless you are that one, you know, percent of people that have just that personality to be like, yep, all done, you know, one and done. And they're, they have, you know, that, that Decisions crazy, made drill, right. drill sergeant mentality. Right. 
Yeah. Right. That's not most of us. <laughs> and so you, and I think the biggest thing is, is you tell somebody to take something out of their diet. That's the one thing they're going to think of constantly, you know? So like if, I, if you would to, were to tell me, well, stop eating sugar, that's going to be the one thing that I'm constantly now thinking of, you know, and constantly craving. And, and because you told me I can't have it, I want it the more. So I think that if you're going to try to make a healthy lifestyle change, the biggest thing that I've, I've discovered is one thing, one thing at a time. And it's frustrating for a lot of people because they want the quick fix, they want the quick results, but this is going to give you long-term success and you'll actually stick with it. So let's say your biggest you know, issue is soda. There's a lot of soda drinkers, a lot of people drinking a ton of soda, a lot of people drinking a ton of diet soda, which is far worse. Um, And so if you can find, and I have lots of suggestions, um, but if you can replace that soda with something else that's just even slightly healthier um, for a long while until that becomes routine, and then take that slightly healthier thing and replace it again with something healthier until that becomes routine, you will finally kick that habit completely because you won't even, you know, and and I would challenge you, go back and drink a soda and see if you like it. It'll taste disgusting. Mm -hmm. You know, so Um, If you can take one thing at a time like that and just constantly doing like be doing the next best thing and and just give yourself the grace and the time, it will take a while. It might take the whole year, um, but you'll actually see change and you'll stick with it. So I'm I'm smiling because (laughs) Kristen from Zevia. Oh, yes. Yes. Are you watching? (laughs) I am. I am wanting Zevia to sponsor. Oh, yep. Right here. Yep. There it is. (laughs) So. So this that again, would be one of my huge recommendations. It is, is Zevia. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I man, if they go public, mm-hmm. I better own some stock. Yep, yep. Uh, I have once bought nineteen cases oh, at yeah. a time. Yes, we have them constantly in our house. And I, I never grew up a soda drinker. I'm a sugar lover. I love sugar, mm-hmm. but I never grew up a soda drinker because I didn't like the carbonation. And I thank you, Lord, for that because I feel like that would be one that I would stick to. Yeah. Um, but Zevia is fantastic and it tastes great. Like we love the cola. I love the root beer. I love the Dr. Zevia. And we constantly have it in our house, you know, just yeah. for people too that want soda that we won't put that crap in our house. Sorry. Yeah. Junk. No, um, you're good. And so, um, and so, you know, offering something that they like and, and we constantly give it to people that, whoa, this is actually really good. So yeah. it, it is a great alternative. That um, spin drift, you know, yeah. is a wonderful alternative too something like any kind of carbonated water with even um as long as it's a a good form of you know like a, a sweetener like a stevia a monk fruit even real sugar versus any kind of artificial sugar yeah. is going to be far better for you um yeah. so you can make your own version of you know of a soft drink but i would say if you're going straight from soft drinks start with zevia because yeah. that's the closest you're going to get to a real soft drink. And then you can kind of move it down from there. And again, you got to give it time. Oh, yes. You can't just go one day or two uh-huh. days. It's almost got to be a week or more. At least. At least. Of, of getting used to it. And it's going to taste weird at first and different. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to like it. But I, I will say if you stick with it and you go back again in like a week or two and you try the soda, you're going to be like, ooh, this soda tastes weird now. You know, you'll, it's just training your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll you'll start to almost feel the syrup uh-huh. on your tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. your teeth. And then what people don't know, too, is they put sodium in um, in Coke and, and in sodas mm-hmm. so that you're thirstier. So that you drink more. So, I mean, they're very smart and manipulative about how they create these, you know, these drinks to get you hooked. And so just know, too, you're not 
you're not thirsty because you want more soda. You're thirsty because there's sodium in it. Yep. So yeah, just just look out for those little tricks. Yeah. And the cool thing about Zevia is it is calorie free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's safe for people with diabetes. It's safe for people that have any kind of blood sugar issues because stevia does not raise your blood glucose levels. Yeah. So, yep. Now, some people will mention like, oh, well, carbonation. Some people are worried about consuming a ton of carbonation. Sure. If you have those health concerns or if you have a doctor who's legitimately concerned about that, okay, got it. Right. Otherwise, in the meantime, let it rip. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And what I love about Zevia is um, I like to... Um, intermittent fast. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I'll I'll go 24 hours without eating because mm-hmm. um, I run more on the hyperglycemic side personally. So I like to just mm-hmm. go without. Mm-hmm. Ziva is awesome because I can drink it. Yep. fills me up. Mm-hmm. No calories. Right. Move on with the day. A lot of times when I have like a tummy ache or something, that's the one thing that actually helps. Get you the, know, gin- get the yes, ginger ale. Yes, like the and just even the bubbles for me. I don't know why, but it's just the bubbles. They they just calm my my belly down, and so having that, but in a healthier version. And you know, Zevia they used to have several years ago the caramel color in it, yep. and then they took that out. They and did. they're so that's why they're colorless. That's why you know everything is clear. But it's so much healthier for you. It's the best option. Yeah. Out there and they have energy drinks yep that are calorie free mm-hmm. um no jitters mm-hmm. and i'm 100 percent addicted addicted to caffeine <laughs> uh and they have teas oh um, do they have teas now i yeah. didn't know they had teas okay. same like 12 ounce can yeah. skinny can and then they have the little like kids ones too these yeah, that's little right cans, the little which are ounce. super cute mm-hmm. yep yeah the little eight mm-hmm. ounce because some of the bubbles um can be a bit much mm-hmm. and I, I know the the kids that we hang out with that they're five, six, seven, eight. They're they don't yep. ever finish it. Yep. And the one downside is Azevia can be expensive. Uh-huh. Um you know, you're not gonna go buy like a you're not gonna get your three for five at high V like right. you can Pepsi or anything like that. Right. Um uh, so you gotta pony up for that. Yep. Um so we're always giving the kids a hard time like you better finish that. Like, <laughs> yes. Yep. That thing's almost a dollar, okay? So But you find you don't need as much. Like, I no. feel like, I, I don't know if that's if that's your perspective or not, but like, even when you're drinking it, I always split one with my husband because I'm like, I can't even drink a whole one. Like, it's just, there's something, it's satisfyingly enough, like there's that kind of sweet, you know, taste and then the bubbles and then you're like, okay, I'm good now. Yep. It's just that kind of curbing that. But I would say, you know, that that's one of the biggest things I can tell people, especially starting a new year is take one thing at a time. Um, and then obviously the, you know, the traditional eat as close to the earth as possible. Eat as close to the, how it comes out of the earth as possible. So the yep. less processed, you know, the better. Yep. Um, and there are a lot of good apps and stuff to um, reading ingredients. And there's a lot of clever, clever marketing um, that goes on in terms of processed foods and their, you know, nutrition label. So make sure you read serving size. Make sure you read all the, you know, all the things that, that go on that, um, that label. And, you know, there's things too, like manufacturers figured out that people didn't like seeing high fructose corn syrup, so they changed it to corn sugar. I mean, there are lots of things that these these guys are very clever. Um, and so, you know, make sure you read every ingredient. If you're confused about what something is, look it up and, and you know, yeah. figure out what it is. But I would say other than, you know, the, the taking the one step at a time, um, it's eating as close to the earth as possible, but giving yourself grace and knowing that, you know, a 90-10 rule or an 80-20 rule is best. 80 time, 80% of the time you do great, 20%, you know, you, you cheat and you have fun. Because yep. there is a balance in life too. Like I think from a personal perspective too, I have been on a ton of restrictive diets um, trying to figure out my asthma and my um, autoimmune stuff. 
and I was miserable like the entire time, you know, and, and I think that, that negative energy and that negative emotion outweighed any kind of positive health aspect I could have achieved from those. And so I think there again is know your body, listen to your body. You have to know what you can handle um, emotionally. Food is emotional yeah. and, and it's, it's joy. Like food is joy for me. Like you take my food away, I'm not going to be very happy, you know? And so yeah. food is joy for so many people and it's how we celebrate. And it's, you know, in the minute you put restrictions on that, it's so hard. And so that's why I think going back to that, just changing one thing at a time is so important and, and so valuable because it will give you the keys to success. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just remember from my own personal journey, I, it was, I was miserable, absolutely miserable. And I think that there's, we have to look at our bodies as not just these like machines. We have, you know, emotional input and we have um, spiritual input. And so we have to understand that uh, it's not just about like, okay, well, I can choose to eat the salad or I don't know something unhealthy, you know? Um, and, but there is, there's emotion behind that choice and, and how we're eating it and how we're feeling when we're eating it kind of, it depends on how, or it, 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 um, contributes to how we digest it, how we use it, how, you know, it performs in our body. And so I think there's, um, a lot to be said about giving yourself grace and a lot to be said also about listening to your body. I don't think many people do that anymore and we're just going too fast, you know? So um, we don't slow down to think, Oh, how do I feel? Um, And in one of those, you know, restrictive diets that I was on, I, I did mostly like paleo and I did a lot of coconut. Well, come to find out I'm actually highly allergic to coconut and it contributed to a massive amount of like um, sinus junk and asthma symptoms that I had Hmm. no idea about until I took it out, you know, and, and really listened to my body and really sat there every single time. I go, wait a minute, every time I eat this, I wake up snotty, you know? And so I finally cluing into those things is what, you know, showed me, okay, that's not good for me. So I think there's really something to be said about taking a moment, you know, every day, um, whether that's food journaling, whether that's, you know, writing down what you eat and what you feel, or just like closing your eyes and having a moment of, okay, how do I feel? Or, you know, just giving yourself just some deep breaths and, you know, some, some quiet time to, to listen because your body is real smart and it will tell you. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, at the same time, lump in your meditation, mm-hmm. lump in your prayer. It, absolutely. Ask yep. ask him mm-hmm. for you know what mm-hmm. what what should I should I be looking for? Absolutely. Uh, and so, however, that's awesome because everyone needs this is mm-hmm. slowing down. Mm-hmm. Simply three huge breaths and yep. what a previous um, doc that we interviewed said, Doctor Libby. He said three breaths and just remind yourself the bear isn't here mm-hmm, you know exactly. it's, it, the bear is not going to eat you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so that is awesome yep a on the note of zevia another neat concept have you heard of magic spoon uh-uh. cereal Mm-mm. so magic spoon they're i don't know how long they've been around heard from them from another podcast and started buying their cereal at talk about expensive, okay. but when it comes to food, speaking of food and investing mm-hmm. in yourself, um, our food bills are high because mm-hmm. a lot of our stuff is expensive. Right. Uh, point blank, I'll spend 10 bucks on a pound of hamburger because yep. it's right. all organic mm-hmm. grass, finished grass yep. fed, all that jazz. Yep. Um, but we 
full disclosure, we also only pay $140 a month for health insurance because mm-hmm. yep. we don't ever right. need anything. Right. Um, is it like that for everyone? No, but right. that's how we have been able to balance yep. things. Yep. So our so when it comes to this, you have to budget. You have to change your budgets around. Absolutely. At, at some point, not mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. But Magic Spoon, it is gluten-free, soy-free, um, dairy-free, mm-hmm. and it is not... I don't think all of them, I don't even think any of them, I don't think they say it's non-GMO yet. Okay. But it is all protein-based. Oh, wow. Magic spoon. What's in it? So it, it's going to... Nut seeds? Or, yeah. Okay. So it's going to depend on their, quote, flavor. Yep. They they have like your representation of like Cheerios and yep. Fruity Pebbles oh. and Fruit nah. Loops. Oh, that's um, cool. So it's not, I don't think it's necessarily the best out there. Okay. And they're probably going to get there one day, mm-hmm. but it's all protein. Mm-hmm. So... For instance, everyone will wake up and a lot of people like to mow down a bowl of cereal or mm-hmm. the kids do, mm-hmm. but all it is is grains and carbohydrates. Uh-huh. And then That's going to burn off in a second. And then yep. if it's mainline Kellogg's mm-hmm. post stuff, it's all going to be um, genetically modified yep. or, uh, or, or uh, ingredients um, mm-hmm. in there. So this again may not be GMO free. Mm-hmm. I don't recall off the top of my head, but sure. uh, it's been about th- three months since I bought it a box um mm-hmm. but we're kind of due to buy some more because yeah. we just cycle on and off because you know the boy likes to eat it yep. sometimes and he doesn't like it at others. yep but well, and it's good to cycle on and off it's good to like it's you know it's good for the, your microbiome yes, and it's good yes. in the morning not to have the same thing all the time i mean we go through a rotation of like yes you know eggs and sausage or eggs and toast or smoothies or sometimes like we have we normally don't buy cereal but like like Lately, we've been like, sure, have some cereal, you know? So we've been doing the organic, you know, yeah. like cornflakes or something. Um, and so we'll do that. But it's it's important. Or avocado toast or berries. And I make the girls, my um, my girls are, for the most part, dairy-free other than butter. Life without butter just is not right. Yeah. Um, and so um, we make, I make their like a coconut whipped cream with stevia. So I put stevia and then I put vanilla extract in it and they love it. And so we'll do coconut whipped cream with berries and like some granola on top. And they think it's the best thing ever. And your kids think you're getting like a dessert and they're yeah. not, you know? And yeah. so, um, yeah. So yes, yeah. totally. You cycle. It's so important to cycle. Yeah. And that brings up a point like for the parents that are listening, if you start your kids super early, mm-hmm. like... Uh, we did baby led weaning with mm-hmm. Kuiper. Yeah. Uh, he did, he did breastfeeding and then we started basically yep. mushy foods. Yep. Um, and that boy did not know what candy was no. until he just now turned five. Yes. Uh, he knew M&Ms. And they don't miss it cause they don't know what it is. No, like, mm-hmm. like, like he knew M&Ms mm-hmm. cause we, we broke down, um, that's probably the worst of it. Mm-hmm. And he discovered Reese's pieces, or Reese's peanut butter cups this last Halloween. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he gets it, right. but like people will offer him like lollipops and bud, whatever it is. And I'm like, he'll, he'll spit it out uh-huh. and he'll like gag. He'll do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Aspen, my, my oldest, she's 10 now, which is crazy, but at like two and a half, three, she was eating a kale and quinoa salad when we were traveling, you know, and someone looked over like, is she really eating that? And, and we go, yeah, we, we didn't give her the choice, you know, and that's the thing is like, as parents, you do, you have to start them young, you have to start introducing these foods so that they're not these foreign, crazy, creepy things to them. Yeah. Um, and we introduced avocado first and we didn't do any kind of grain for the entire like first year yeah. of food because that's where it gets you. That's that, that yep. sugar, that love of sugar, yep. you know. Um, and I do it. She is my she is my eater that will, that she'll 
take the lollipop and, and look at it a couple times and be like, yeah, I'm done with that. Now, my second one, we weren't as strict with her. And, you know, and so she is the sugar lover of the family. But we do a lot of things as parents. Um, as you give your kids the treats, you just give them better options. Like, so we'll make a lot of um, ice cream, which is banana, you know, frozen banana, and then a little bit of, we use um, oat milk in our house. So a little bit of oat milk, and then we'll put even some pecans in and some vanilla extract. And it tastes awesome. You know, it's like a soft serve. So you can do a, a bunch of these things, you know, that are different. But then you can also do the actual treats. Like we buy Kato ice cream um, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And then for um, Halloween, they'll go out and trick or treat. They'll do everything the kids will do. We will let them have a piece or two that night. And then what we do is we switch their bags. So we give them a bag of candy that we're okay with them eating. So that doesn't have the colors, doesn't have Mm -hmm. the artificial ingredients. And so they get the experience still, you know, um, and you're not robbing them of that because there's so many people that have so many opinions (laughs) that say they're not getting their childhood. You're robbing them of that. No, no, you're not, you know, and, and they don't even know the difference half the time. They don't know. Yeah. Um, and, but you're giving them better options and then they're not sick and they're not, you know, like my, my kids, Savannah's never had an ear infection. Aspen, my oldest, has had maybe one in her life and she has Down syndrome with small airways. Like that's very rare. Yep. Um, and so that it speaks volumes to what you're putting in them um, as, and to how, you know, their body reacts. Um, but yeah, you, you can still give them the experience of something with these other options. And now that we're living in the time we are, like there are so many more on the table than there were 10 years ago even. Yep. So you have you have the options. There's a website called like allnaturalcandystore.com or something I think. Um hmm. and that's where we bought a bunch of our stuff and then they eat um we give them little we call them sucky candies at our house. They're like these little candies um from Dr. John's which is it's xylitol based um Love it. and yeah, and they've got they've actually got fiber and vitamin C in them. So like the kids think they're getting candy and a lollipop and they're actually getting something that's healthy. So, you know, or it's incredible. Not in, yeah, and and like in some cases, you know, candy is not healthy. Um uh, like in the if we were to, you know, give them a natural version of M&Ms, but still, you know, that once off, like it's, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's that 80, 20 rule. Right. You know, so just giving, I think the big takeaway too is like, like make the better choice. You know, you can have the same kind of treat, just it's either going to be a better quality ingredient, you know, or, um, it's not going to have all the yucky chemicals in it and stuff, or you're going to have a smaller version of that yucky chemical one, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, you can treat yourself to that, but just not the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And if it's done with balance, you're not, yes, you're not going to raise the kid who was strict and then they go off to college oh my word, and they go crazy. Yeah. Yes. That's not going to happen mm-hmm. because if you keep the balance and you keep them informed about everything just with food, mm-hmm. like everything else you do as a parent, they'll carry it on without yep. you. Yep. Uh, and it, and it definitely shows with our son because if we're running behind and life's crazy and he needs lunch for the day at school mm-hmm. and I see like what they're eating. I'm like, okay, he'll eat it, mm-hmm. but I know it's it's lunch food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit better. It's a private school, so it's a little bit better sure. than public per se. But um, I know if he comes home hungry, he didn't eat it because mm-hmm. let's say it was a it was a mandarin orange, mm-hmm. but it wasn't organic. So mm-hmm. the texture is a little different. Uh-huh. And he it tastes is not the darn same. well picked up mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> yeah. He knew it. Yeah. I'm like, did you eat? No. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it's, it. Yes, it's so true. And I think also getting kids involved, like getting kids to be in the kitchen with you, explaining why, why we don't eat that. Like that's the one thing, you know, from I'm, we are a Christian family and our pastor always said to us, don't like 
shelter them so much that you're not showing them, you know, everything like you're saying, oh, don't look at that. Don't watch this. Don't, don't do this. Show that, like, let them see it and say, this is why we're not choosing that, you know? So it's the same thing with like food and what you put on your body. And hey, this is why mommy's not letting you use this. This is why you can't eat this because this is what it does to you. And then you're educating them. And like my, you know, eight-year-old will come home and be like, oh, mommy, I'm kind of the only one that eats healthy, you know, at school. There's me and my other friend. Mm. And then she goes, a lot of them eat like junk and candy. And she, but, and obviously I'm like, well, let's not judge. But at the same time, I'm like, you are at least are seeing the difference and you can see behaviorally like the difference, you know, Mm -hmm. in those choices that the kids are making. And she's getting it that, you know, that there is a choice and that there is this one, you know, kind of side versus the other. Um, and, and so, yes, they'll take that on with you. And if you bring them into the kitchen and they get them to cook with you something that is yucky, you know, in their opinion or something that they wouldn't have wanted to try in the first place, if they made it, they're going to try it. Yep. So it's true. Yeah. It's get true. them involved. Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, one rule I use, unless the person's just in really rough shape mm-hmm. and a lot of like, functional medicine based practitioners are would probably jump at me for saying this but mm-hmm. um i don't make like dr- drastic diet changes uh-huh so let's say someone has hashimotos autoimmune thyroiditis mm-hmm. it means 100% they have to avoid gluten yep yep uh am i going to make them do that from day 1 right Pro- probably not right but right. what what i do is i do this ad before takeaway mhm mhm so before we take away the gluten you know, you can eat your half a loaf of bread for dinner, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. But before you do that, you're going to have your salad. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. guess what? You're only going to eat that quarter loaf yep. of bread. Yep. That's you, another thing we do in nutrition. Yep. Uh, you can still you can still go to the bar and drink your beer, but mm-hmm. for, for every uh, drink you have, you're having water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to pee more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But guess yep. what? You'll feel better in the morning uh-huh. um, and you're not going to drink as much. Yep. Um, and, and you're not really going to miss the booze anyway. Right. Right. Uh, whatever it is, add mm-hmm. add before takeaway. Absolutely. Uh, because it, it it's easier to throw in the salad or mm-hmm. throw in the apple or throw in whatever it is that mm-hmm. you should be eating, and then you can still enjoy what you want. Right. Right. Because the minute you take away, just like we talked about, it becomes like the elephant in the room. Yeah. It becomes the thing you want more than anything. Right. Yeah. That's just the psychological aspect, you know, of our brain. Like yeah. we just, yes. So you're way smarter in, in doing that ad or, you know, like we said, change that one thing that is such a struggle. Just change it just slightly, you know, so that you will have success going forward. Or like, like I know you and I and a lot of people listening are big on supplements. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we may not make lifestyle changes right away, but Add in the right. supplements. Right. Start filling Start the void mm-hmm. of the deficiencies mm-hmm. or whatever it is you're we're trying to work on. Yep. And then when you got that down mm-hmm. and you're not skipping days and stuff, mm-hmm. then yes. let's cross the bridge of yes. Yes. getting rid of the gluten or whatever it and is. And you'll be so much more open to that at that point. You know, you'll see the effects. You'll feel different, you know, so you'll be more open to those changes. But yeah, immediately off, you know, off the ground running and you take something away from somebody, uh-uh. That's like yeah. game over in their book. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. And, and I'm the same way. And I know better. You know, like I know, you know, the ins and outs of of food and, and what I shouldn't eat, what I should eat. And I'm like, the minute you take that away, mm-mm. Like that's, right. You know, I'm, I'm not playing that game. That's miserable. So, right. Yeah. Yep. Like that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and there's something, something to be said about that, too, because mm-hmm. um, it's not to complicate things. But if someone is generally happy mm-hmm. and let's say they have not copious amounts, but they have the gluten in their life and they know they should get rid of it. But mm-hmm. if they're happy at the moment, mm-hmm. that is a much better state of 
homeostasis yes. and health yes. as opposed to being completely miserable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not being able to join life. Yep. Like yep. It, the, the frontal lobe's got to be firing people. Mm-hmm. So that's why we want to work in stages yes. and not just ixnay everything. Yes. Yes. That's uh, why there's balance in life. That's yeah. why there has to be balance in life. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, mm-hmm. it like disclaimer is uh, it's a whole topic, but I don't think this is necessarily going to work on addictions. Right. That you that's a right. whole topic. Right. And if you're you're I mean, let's say you have like stage four cancer and you are this is like I mean, there are times and places, absolutely. We're talking yes. kind of the run of the mill people that want to change their lifestyle and they have, you know, they're maybe they're getting six colds a year and they want that to change. Or, you know, the people that have extra weight or you know, it's these are not life threatening things at this point, you know. Yeah. Um, but the people, yes, that have those life threatening or addictions, yes, that has to just be dealt with yeah but yes this is this is more for most of us out there yep um so i'm gonna ask you a question that i'm gonna check my schedule real yeah. quick because we're jamming here okay <laughs> um so we talked about natural and conventional hygiene products mm-hmm. let's go over organic yep and more conventional foods mm-hmm. like which ones to change or just or the difference. Yeah, well, what's the difference? Okay. So, well, there's several things. One, there's something called the Dirty Dozen. Have you heard of this? Yep. Yes. Okay. So I would encourage everyone to go out and look at the Dirty Dozen. It's like the 12 most um, pesticide-laden foods out there. So like strawberries and things like that that, that are going to be the the highest accumulation of pesticides in the produce that you're going to eat. So um, I would encourage everyone, if you're going to make a change, like make that change first, you know, try to buy those things organic first. Um, and then there there are other apps and stuff that rate certain things. Um, in fact, there's a Dirty Dozen app called Dirty Dozen um, so that you can buy, so you can see, because they update that yearly. Um, and then I would say, so... Conventional versus um, organic. So the big difference is in USDA certified organic, they, they can't be grown. The food can't be grown with pesticides. It can't be GMO seeds. It can't be, um, you know, they can't use certain chemicals on, you know, the produce or even on the animal if we're talking animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're getting less of that toxic load just off the bat. Um, and I think I do in one of my blogs, I think, or, and this is actually, I, I started a, um, like a five series class on, on which I would love to actually talk to you about, um, on taking people from a conventional lifestyle to a, you know, more natural, I hate to use that term cause it's like not regulated, but that's what we know, yep. you know, a more natural lifestyle, um, because it goes through all of this and why grass fed and why organic and what does, you know, certified organic versus just someone saying organic mean, what is, you know, what are all these labels mean? Um, but I would say if you're going to choose, you know, um, foods organically versus conventionally. I think your biggest heavy hitters are the ones that are full of fat. So um, your meats, your your um, your dairy, uh, your eggs, all those kinds of things, because that's where all the toxins lie too, you yeah. know? Um, and honestly, sometimes there are, there are instances where organic is not as good as the farm that grows the stuff down the street because of those things like the certified organic like there might be farms down the road that it's local um you know and they they raise 
organically, they're just not certified organic. Um, and sure. so there's there's times where those those options are actually even better, you know, or they're grass fed, grass finished. They're never given um, any kind of injections or never given any kind of medications because there are certain things that are allowed with organic too um, that that maybe they don't do. So getting to know your local farmers and supporting your local, you know, network is is really important too. And then you're going to get you know, if you're going to, if you're going to buy produce from them, you're getting the allergens from your local region. You're getting, so if you have allergies or histamine issues, you're getting um, little bits of those, you know, from your local region that are going to affect you and you're supporting your local economy. Things are not going from, you know, California to Missouri in, in trucks and, you know, carbon footprint and all those things. So you're just, it's, it's always best. It's more expensive, mm-hmm. um, but is, it is best to shop, you know, local and, and smaller. I haven't convinced my husband of that yet because we still love the Costco, <laughs> um, but you know, if ever it came to it, because a lot of places are going more plant-based protein and they're pushing that agenda, mm-hmm. um, that we would we would go 100% local farmers and support them. Yeah. Um, so I would say start there, um, to be quite honest. And so I did this with my own husband. Like my own husband cooked from boxes before we were married, you know, and, and now he is the chef of our family and he's an amazing chef. Um, but he he was like, well, what is the difference? It's just more expensive, you know, and, and the, the typical, you know, you think about it from a cost perspective and it is more expensive a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had him drink milk, like milk f- from, you know, conventional milk versus organic milk. And over time he goes, oh my word, I taste the difference, you know, and conventional strawberries versus organic strawberries. I taste the difference. Yep. So once you can actually taste the difference for yourself, you're more invested too in that, you know, it's not just taking someone's word for it and you know, knowing it's not as bad for you. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess I would say start there. Yeah. But. Yeah. And it goes back to the, that load, that, mm-hmm. that toxin load. So, uh, some people will, um, argue, is this about food safety? Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. That's like a whole nother right. hour. The, the thing is, is if you have plants growing, mm-hmm. uh, what eats plants? Mm-hmm. Bugs. Mm-hmm. We are, again, we are surrounded by bugs mm-hmm. where they're all around us. Um, there's a few in other countries that carry diseases, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to, that is not a worry for our food. Right. So the reason they spray the food, um, with pesticides and herbicides is to get more of a yield. Mm -hmm. It's more money. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Then for food, they're going to bulk those animals up. Right. So they'll, they might have them, they might have a cow eat grass and Mm -hmm. then they'll bulk them up with grain at the end because they get more money. Yep. Um, but a fun fact is uh, a lot of times cows that are conventionally raised and they're just eating grains, cows are supposed to eat grass. Mm-hmm. They'll have tumors. And they'll have horrid acid in their stomachs to where they can't live past certain years because the the acidity and stuff, they, they won't be able to digest and eat anymore. Yeah. 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 And they they're have killing these, them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have these tumors growing, mm-hmm. but there's a decent amount of evidence out there that if they don't eat the grains, mm-hmm. um, there's about 90% of those tumors are gone. Mm-hmm. Because if they just eat what they're supposed to, mm-hmm. uh, chickens are supposed to eat bugs. Right. Pigs are supposed to eat everything else. And their content, their fat content, and their you know your the essential fatty acids they provide you are different when yep. they eat the way they're supposed to eat. Yeah. And the CLA and the you know the different kinds of fat that you're getting from them, they it's been shown in studies too that like they they're much higher in those good fats for you that help you burn bad fat. You know. Yeah. So it's it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in terms of uh, in, in terms of uh, crops. Mm-hmm. So genetically modified crops, mainly corn and soy, mm-hmm. 
uh, for all my family listening out there, I have a lot of family <laughs> that make that earns a living with oh, yeah. farming, Subsidized. and mm-hmm. and there's no there's no judging, there's none of that. Mm-hmm. I am not criticizing. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, everything is it's it's all subsidized mm-hmm. and it is uh, genetically modified for protection purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing Monsanto wants to do is lose its uh, proprietary mm-hmm. blend of seeds and mm-hmm. everything that goes into that. Mm-hmm. They want that market share. Yep. And then they want more of it. Yep. Um, because that corn is also used for other things. Oh, yeah. Corn's everywhere. Yep. Corn is used to make all sorts of things. Oh. It wouldn't surprise me my phone cover's made of corn. Right, right. There are, th- there are certain ones that are yeah. made of corn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, yep. it, I mean, it's yep. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and, and, and so again, it, it comes down to the money and the yield. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, on the topic of genetically modified foods, mm-hmm. at that point, if you genetically modify the DNA of food, mm-hmm. is it really food at that point? Right. Right. Is and it food? No. I don't know. And it doesn't have the life force, you know, in it that it had before. Correct. Yeah. It, it doesn't have the properties that uh, mm-hmm. God put on this earth yep. for us to eat. Yep. Now, um, when like, a couple of things have popped up is like FDA says this is safe or mm-hmm. like FDA says this is safe. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to the definition of what is their definition of safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is safe to eat in terms of safe to eat or safe to put on your body in terms of it's not going to immediately right. kill you in 30 Anaphylactic days. Anaphylactic shock or yeah, yeah, exactly. Or yes. That's mm-hmm. defined safe. Mm-hmm. Or technically speaking, what is safe, especially in like drug trials is um, does your body go through, um, does it go through the metabolism, especially through the liver, mm-hmm. through phases one through three detox in the liver. Mm-hmm. A lot of these products do do mm-hmm. that or sure. um, it, it reaches their standard so that at that point, it, they declare it's metabolized. Right. Um, so then we're talking decades of how this stuff can add up and mm-hmm. affect people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can be less. Sometimes it can be more. Mm-hmm. And like you said, some people, these things don't affect each other. Right. I mean, when you go back to that old movie, like Super Size Me. Right. And right. You, and you learn about the guy who literally eats three yep. Big Macs a day. Yep. Mm-hmm. He looks okay. Right. But that was like 10 years ago. I don't know where he's at now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yep. B- uh, but for instance, I think I remember on the movie, like he didn't have any real health issues at the time mm-hmm. uh, it's all going to catch up to him mm-hmm. um, but if you look at supersize me look at the guy i forgot his name mm-hmm. he's hilarious he like what happened to him over the course of a month mm-hmm. uh, oh it's crazy yeah that's yeah ooh, yes. that's something and else. how fast it changed mm-hmm. and how his cholesterol changed and things like mm-hmm. that and yep mm-hmm. yeah so it, i mean that's a drastic example but mm-hmm. you know spread mm-hmm. that out over two decades and right right that's what's gonna happen yep yep um at least that's that's how I see it. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, at this point too, like with the GMO stuff, like we are we are playing God in a lot of ways. You know, we think that it's a, like a for me, it's a I see it as an arrogant standpoint. You know, um, and I know there's a lot of people that want to do good with it and want to you know grow more rice. You know, to feed the impoverished or feed the impoverished uh, nations. But there's been I, I forget was it was it um. Tesla guy was it him that said like give me a certain amount of money and I'll feed or or let me regulate food or something somebody said like let me regulate this and I will it'll be easy to feed you know the impoverished nations like this is unfortunately I don't think it's really it it doesn't come down to like a yield issue or it comes down to like you said a money issue um 
And, and so with that, and then also when you're talking about genetically modified crops, you're actually putting more pesticides on those genetically modified crops. So not only are they genetically modified, but you actually put more pesticides on them to, um, you know, to trigger that genetic modification to work. Yep. So it's a it's twofold. You're not only getting something that's been modified from its original God-given state, you're then getting something that's laden with far more chemicals than you would have. Yeah. So And in a really good example of something that was classified as safe that has been very well kept under wraps is glyphosate. Mm-hmm. I was just going to go there, so I'm glad you did. Yes. Um, and Do you see all the commercials? I don't know how it's still on the market. Yeah. It. I don't know how... I you know I I don't know how mm-hmm. um, glyphosate is on the market at all, mm-hmm. but it, it's a it's a pesticide or it's right. a main ingredient in pesticide. Sorry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there are nothing but commercials of ma- major mm-hmm. lawyer offices yep. firms. Sorry, that are saying, "Have you been harmed by this?" Right, right. And so then it's like all those questions arise of mm-hmm. like why you know why are they getting away with it? Not right. Right. I don't think anyone wants to go down that rabbit hole. Right. It's scary and it sucks. Right. But that's a really good example of something that was said to be safe mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is clearly causing issues. Yes. Yes. And, Ma- and, and massive issues, not just like an allergic reaction or, you know, something even endocrine. This is like cancer. These are yeah. like people dying of cancer. Threats. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when major law firms are mm-hmm. making a living on this stuff. Right. I don't know what else you need to see for a right. proof of concept that right. that's real, you know. Right. But that's a scary reality that that's still in existence. Yeah. I mean, it shows you what power money has, you know, yeah. that it's still out there, that you can still go buy it at the store, even, you know, from a residential perspective. Right. Um, and then it's still sprayed on the food that you eat. <laughs> right. So, right. Uh-huh, yeah, there's that, a problem there. Yeah, that you eat or mm-hmm. it might be, it might go on your lawns mm-hmm. or it might be that jug of stuff you use in your weed killer. Right. Uh, right. Not all weed killers have it, for instance. Right. Um, right. I mean, that's a whole nother topic is your environment. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. God, that could be a whole nother show. A whole show. nother series. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, every yes. everything from what you're putting on your lawns. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have the lawn guy come by and he sprays stuff. No. Um, I never. But, but you also have neighbors that, you know, live next to you that what you know, comes from their soil and trickles down into yours, you know? I mean, and that's the thing is we have some, some farmers that live next to us and that's just what they're ingrained to do is just let's pour an entire bottle, like gallons of Roundup on it instead of just digging it out. You know, I mean, there are, there are solutions. That's the thing is, is we've become, dare I say lazy. Um, and you know, we don't want to do the hard work that Mm. sometimes this, this creates. And so that's sort of these two paradigm shifts, you know, this natural, it it is more work in some ways, you know, than, than the conventional route. Um, but we have to get back to that if we want health, not only for ourselves, but for our planet, for, you know, for our whole ecosystem. Yeah. But yeah, yes, it's, it is scary how easy it is just, Oh, I just see everyone spraying and, you know, Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we should probably wrap up. Okay. Um, normally, I'd have a patient now, but they canceled. So oh. um, so we definitely went long. Did we? I didn't even... It felt like I didn't even notice. I don't know. I think it was... I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Hour and a half or so. Oh, geez. Uh, is there anything else? <sighs> Honestly, if you have questions about anything, like anything, like food, anything, my, my email is... There's a 
contact form on my website, I am more than happy. That's like the joy of my heart is to help others through this. And even if it's like, hey, I really like uh, this dessert. Is there a better alternative out there? There are always alternatives and I can probably find you one. Awesome. So, yeah. And website's lavenderleaf.com. Yep. Yep. And again, uh, I personally use the, the product. My wife has a deodorant she uses, but uh, she loves lip balms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't. I, I hope everyone got a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. It was well, fun. Thank you for having me. This was, was fun. It was fun catching up. I know. <laughs> Might have to do another show and even just do uh, something else, but especially environmental yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because so. there's a lot there, and there's a lot, and even just like nutrition, like and labels and reading stuff. I mean, there's we could go down lots of different avenues. Might have to might have to do it again mm-hmm. especially it, it it's really nice having someone else to um have with the same same ideas yes. but also just way more knowledge oh i don't know about that <laughs> uh but that whole regulation thing mm-hmm. label there's mm-hmm. no regulation mm-hmm. so next time you throw the makeup on you're like right Ooh, right what am i putting on uh-huh you don't know it could right could be ground up tires mm-hmm. for all we know mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> right <laughs> right i know some sort of yeah Something. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll. I guess we'll shut her down. I guess I'll get back to patients for the afternoon. Back to work. So. All right. I'll get back to my children. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> All right, everyone. The Dr. Alex Show is brought to you by Apex Energetics, apexenergetics.com. First of all, to learn more about Apex Energetics, head on over to that website. If you want to get Apex Energetics directly, uh, please call them 1-800-736-4381, or you can shop our online store. You can get to our online store at myhcpstore.com. Username is Dr. Alex. Otherwise, if you'd like to find a doctor that uses Apex Energetics, you can give them a call or go to the website and they'll direct you to a doc in your area that should be doing very good work with Apex Energetics. Apex has just been instrumental in our lives professionally and personally. About six years ago, we went through one of the most hellacious traumas that you can think of. And if it weren't for Apex with their stress support line of products, I probably would not be here. Point blank, period. And in the office... making the switch from other lines to Apex Energetics has sped up our results with our patients, supporting them through their healthcare needs, um, probably by 25%, um, if if not more. And when it comes to Apex Energetics, we just want to remind everyone that we are here to not cure diseases, making claims. We're here supporting people, increasing their healthcare needs, and helping them achieve their goals. ApexEnergetics.com. The Dr. Alex Show is hosted by myself, a nerd, Dr. Alex Nelson. I'm a chiropractor, board certified in functional neurology and childhood neurodevelopmental disorders. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or most any of your other favorite podcast apps. The Dr. Alex Show is a production of Fredcasts. Think, speak, act.